<laughs> we can we can edit it and cut it. So whatever you need. Um, hey, uh, this is the radio. My name's Daniel. <laughs> Daniel Radio. <laughs> hey, this is Daniel Blue from Motopony, and you're listening to NWCZ Radio. Donnie Metro drums. Tony Mac bass. Deezer lead vocals. Big Z guitar, and we're Astrovan, and you're listening to NWCZ Radio. You're surfing through another dimension, a dimension of podcasts and real-time streaming, of content both live and, quote-unquote, on tape. It covers Washington, Oregon, B.C., and even Idaho, existing between the summit of man's technology and the depths of his cave. There's the web banner up ahead. Your next stop, the Northwest Convergence Zone. Everybody, thanks for sticking with us here. This is Voxy. Um, <laughs> tiny bubbles. I'm sorry, that was tiny bubbles. And um, I think we're doing that to Raz, the Big D, right? I'm a little <laughs> upset at Big D for leaving me here with this chaotic mess that we are calling the Northwest Convergence Zone this week. <laughs> I thought I we were doing a great a, job. I wouldn't call it a chaotic mess. <laughs> what are you calling it? Well, you call yeah, because we're, doing, we're getting it done two hours faster than when Big D. This is here. true. We were we were just discussing how Big D keeps it together so well, but but we get out of here quite late, and now we're just about ready to wrap it up, and it's pretty early evening for us. There's there's still more yeah, time. Yeah, maybe we can go to a club tonight. We're yeah. thinking we're thinking about getting rid of him all together. I think. Yeah, yep. he's out. It's done. It's done. Over. He's out. Pink slip. Nice knowing you, dude. <laughs> I had nothing to do with this big D. <laughs> but I think it's ironic that they played Tiny Bubbles. Yeah. So uh, we got Gimmer back in the studio this week. We've uh, been razzing him a little bit tonight. I want to know what yeah. happened at South By. How did that, all that go? You say what happened like I ended up in handcuffs or something. <laughs> it was like with hands. I was like, well, what happened? It's like, well, be- I ended up down in uh, Juarez, Mexico with some seedy characters and... <laughs> No, we were uh, down there for uh, for a week uh, in Texas, anyways, and had a great time and played five shows down in Texas. Hosted a party and didn't get very much sleep. How do you host and a party when you don't like live there or have a house or anything there? Well, we we know some people down there. We've made you know friends and brothers and sisters, and we threw a party there last year at some dude's big house, and he uh, hit us up this year and said. Uh, Friday night, Big Wheel Stunt Show Showcase Party. Make it happen. So Awesome. Give us know, the best basically, story. Basically, we just showed up. Uh, best story, probably waking up in Las Vegas with my face in a Philly cheesesteak sandwich, replacing my pillow. Um, <laughs> you were having fantasies of meat face while you were It was it. steak face. <laughs> and uh, I woke up and I had onions and, and cheese in one of my nostrils. And uh, it was a serious head scratcher. 
I can see Because I know it was like 3.30 in the morning when I got said Philly cheesesteak sandwich. You know, we were at the casino hotel. It was like the one hotel we stayed at that week. And uh, AK and I were up on the blackjack tables and having a good time. And I needed some cheesesteak <laughs> before we headed the, hit the room. And I made it through maybe a quarter of my cheesesteak. And then apparently I decided to t- turn it into a pillow and... Uh, and uh, I can see why I even pulled the co- apparently you. I even pulled the covers up over me. So <laughs> when Evan woke up that morning, he you know snapped a photo of it and was in I don't know if shock's the right word, but he was really wondering what the hell's going on. So I don't know if that's a good. I'm sure Jolene's story. proud too. Oh yeah. Did you, did you finish the sandwich though? He's like, ooh, it's up my nose. No, might think, as well eat it. I think this. <laughs> It's finished me, man. I think, you know. No, it was done. It ate you. It was over. It was all cold and clammy and sweaty. You're talking about the sandwich? Had like, I was talking about my face. It had like drool in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like this is bad leftovers. Hey, we got Astrovan coming in the studio. I think I they, they were at uh, South by Southwest. Did you see them when you were there? Uh, Deezer was down there. Um, now we kept uh, crossing paths, you know, text messaging like, hey, where you at? I'm over here, blah, blah, blah. And then he'd be over here and I'd be somewhere else and vice versa. So we never got to actually hook up, which is probably a good thing because... Uh, Austin probably would have burnt down. I was going to say. I, I just wanted to clue you in on something because the Gimmer sometimes is socially awkward. When he texted you, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm feeling awkward. You know when when, when mm. Deezer, you said he was texting you to find out what you were? Yeah. That's called avoiding. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, where's the Gimmer? Yeah, actually I'm down at such and such. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love you, Gimmer. Speaking of Astrovan, these cats came in here uh, in the brand new man cave. I, I, I need to add, you know, it's I haven't seen this place ass. yet, and uh, it's fantastic. Stellar. Drink up, guys. <laughs> oh, Drink up. <laughs> so we had Astrovan in the studio today, um, four of the guys, and uh, it was a good time, and it went a little bit like this. Listening to NWCZ Radio. This is Kingfish sitting in for Big D. Got the Gimmer, Voxy. Hey, baby. How's it going? <laughs> Who are these crazy kids behind us? So we got the Saint, the Squeeze, and Wonder Boy in house with us today. And you just got done listening to Astro Van. Get down. Welcome, guys. Hey, thank Whoa. you for having us. You're welcome, man. We appreciate you guys taking the time. You know what? We were actually, Big Mike and I were at the show with you guys in Sweet Kiss at. Uh, 
Thank you for coming out. Stonegate was, it was awesome. a fun night. It, it was, was a fun time. Still recovering. You were there too, right, Gamer? I was, and as I told you guys when I walked in, this guy was out of control last night. He's like, hey, Gamer, how you doing? So I knew he wouldn't actually remember that I was there. <laughs> well, actually, I knew something went wrong because I, I saw him in the back. Someone said the Gamer's here, so I walked back there. And of course, you know, if you don't say hi to the Gamer, his ego is hurt and stuff. So, right. um, But I went back there and, and I said, hey, Gamer, how you doing? He said, great, Ray. I'll see you later up front. So I knew I must have been drunk. Hey, um, nor- <laughs> normally I don't call out bands. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm getting over a cold here. Calling out bands, but we had an issue when you guys came in here today. And I just want to let the audience know about it. It gives a little insight into the lead singer, Deezer. Mm-hmm. So what was, what was the problem with the hat and the headphones? You can't Look, wear I don't... <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna play rock and roll, you gotta be rock and That's roll right. all the time. Absolutely, That's it's right. it's twenty four seven. Keyboardists don't understand I'm not eating cornflakes. I'm eating cornflakes. That's right. <laughs> if you're gonna do it, do it one hundred and ten percent. There you go. Sweet. Yeah. From left to right, we got Tony on the, or excuse me, Donnie on the drums. Sorry. Correct. Tony on bass. Deezer doing the vocals in the hat, and Zeke on guitar. Nice. Guys, welcome. Thank Thanks, you. Man. Thank you. Tell us about that song we just heard, Get Down. Who wrote that one? We the all band, did. Astro yeah, Band. Yeah, we all did. <laughs> That's we pretty probably, much... Uh, yeah, most of the stuff we wrote... It's an old um, Robert Goulet number. Yeah. Goulet! <laughs> um, you know, things like that. Yeah. We, <laughs> the studio at my house... Uh, uh, when this crew got together, we you know, it was in the summertime, and we'd wind up just sitting on the back deck for like an hour, just drinking beer, and then someone would decide, you know, hey, let's go play. So that's usually how most of the stuff got written. That's rock and roll. Yeah. Seriously, that's yeah. rock and roll. You know, that's why we don't remember it unless we're drunk. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Absolutely. That's why we're drinking now. Yeah, that's right. How long has uh, NWCZ been going now? We're, we're at four or five weeks? Six weeks. Six weeks already now? Six weeks. So, um... <clears throat> I play it in the background when I'm cleaning house or whatever, and there's a handful of bands. Um, song comes on, and I'm like, oh, who's that? Go check it out. And you guys are one of the bands that, like, almost every song comes on. I'm like, who's this? Oh, oh, of course, it's Astro Band. Oh, they play you. every good song. Thank you, yeah, thank you so very much. Just wanted to give you some props. There. Awesome. She cleans her house sure. a lot, by the way. <laughs> she does now, anyway. <laughs> well, right. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, you do. But you, you told the band we, they couldn't go there, so <clears throat> they're just waiting for the sign. <laughs> yeah, don't open that gate. <laughs> don't open that gate. So are you guys, are you guys the four original cats who started this band? Uh, oh, we're missing one. We're missing yeah. one guy. We're missing Sam Damage on lead guitar, um, who recently uh, got himself a gig being the lead guitar player for uh, Ms. Lauren Hill. Oh wow! So, yeah, she uh, she took him away from us for a little while. So <laughs> that's kind of a double edged sword, isn't it? Uh, a little yeah. bit, you yeah. know. Mm. It, yeah, we're happy for him for sure. Absolutely. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's really cool. For you me. know. <clears throat> well, I gotta say, man, um, Zeke, you brought it last night. I would I wouldn't have known that. Seriously, well, that's good. and I don't want to take anything away from you know your, your other guitarists, but seriously, I mean, you know, you you were a monster up there. I mean, first of all, you were, what are you seven foot two, something like that, <laughs> no, no. six foot eight. Officially. I was close, wow. no, but seriously, you were up there, and and actually, it's funny because I was blitzed. It was my we were celebrating my birthday last night, and oh, happy birthday! That's, that's his uh, excuse. Every yeah, yeah. He, he, <laughs> last week it was, it was my, my birthday. birthday. Oh my God, exactly. he rolled on over to uh, the Patty Coins where we were playing last night after your show, so nice. I got to see the night. You know, oh really drunk. Well, oh yeah. Afterwards. Oh, and then there was the after party. Yeah. 
That's why. That's why he was like Daryl. That's why he wasn't completely with well, it. Well, couldn't have been that interview. good because yeah. you're sitting here right. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sitting. <laughs> it's like Clockwork Orange. You know that you didn't. There, you can't see the tiny little um, toothpicks that keep my eyes. And open. you weren't right. here for the first interview either, so you don't. It was rather disjointed. <laughs> yeah, that was all me. You know, I was like, you're listening to NCW Radio, and I'm Steve. You know, exactly. it, was, it was pretty yeah. bad. <laughs> So, Astrovan, talk about the name. Where'd you guys come up with that? That's Deezer. You got to yep, ask him about that one. That actually was not my idea. That was Sam's idea. Was it? Yeah. No, I thought it and was you. And that was kind <laughs> of a drunk rambling outside. <laughs> see how see how the alcohol Sam just keeps coming back into the story? That's, that's right. what this band is. So Del Castro Van. We yeah. were having some beers, and we were leaning up against this Astro Van in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. and like, hey, man. We were actually pissing <laughs> on it. but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, Gamer, this is rock, leaning, and just, pissing. Just start off the phrase with, you know, we're drinking a lot of beer. Right. And then blank. You know, right. that's yeah. pretty yeah. much. So how'd you come up with a song? Happened. Well, we were drinking a lot of beer. <laughs> that's that's right. actually yep. pretty damn true right there. That's Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it is. You know, I, I'm just I'm just thinking, you know, because normally when bands want to get endorsements, you know, you're gonna want sure, you know, you're gonna want Schechter or whatever, you know, bass you play and on down the line. Jaeger. You, you, yeah, Jaeger, <laughs> but like we're Astro Van, we're brought to you by Jaeger. <laughs> what guitar do you play? Jaeger. That's right. <laughs> what mic do you use? Jaeger. No, that's cool. Um, hey, you guys were talking about are you guys in the studio right now? Uh, we yeah, they're in our have, studio, dude. Uh, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not this studio. Um, we actually have, uh, we're working on our new album. Half of it is finished and uh, mixed, mastered. You can actually hear some of the new tunes uh, on astrovanrocks.com. Nice plug. Oh, yeah. Shameless. Uh, go there. Or I'll find <laughs> you. Lick it. Where were you at last week? During what? Where were you at last week? You were. I was at there? South by Southwest uh, doing plug. business for Astrovan. Sweet. Check us out at astrovanrocks.com. <laughs> Is that what you were saying all the time? Or at a show. <laughs> at a show, yeah. At a show. We have many a show coming up. So Speaking of astrovanrocks.com, we played this uh, this show in Bremerton, and the band kept referring to us as astrovanrocks.com. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> our name. It was Like awesome. we would really name yeah. ourselves that. The I mean, whole night. Stick around for astrovanrocks.com. Yeah. Did you see That's that band rad. that sold their name rights to Good Lord, did you yes, see that they I wound see. up with like stocknet.com band is their name but they made like two hundred and twenty thousand dollars off it or something nice. to fund maybe, their career damn. That's I, yeah maybe yeah, we yeah, should maybe we should stick yeah. with that yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good yeah get away from the whole pissing on the astrovan thing yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah we're, we're still writing still writing uh, more songs for the album but uh it's, you know, it's a little difficult now that Sam's on the road being a rock star, but you know, we'll, we'll work it out. I'll power through it, man. Five yeah. piece and have to finish it as a four piece. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's progression, man. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Exactly. No, that's cool. No, I, the reason I was asking is because I did see that you guys had a had a uh, an EP that came out that was uh, I think was that is that the one you guys went to Nam with? Because you guys uh, played Nam this year, right? You mean Vietnam? Vietnam. Or, or Vietnam. Yeah, we went to Nam. Nam. Third, uh, third tour. Third tour. Yeah. Nam. Yeah. Nam. We're, we're, we're winning hearts and minds everywhere we go. Exactly. That's <laughs> no, but but the, it was called, it's called You Said It, Man, right? Yeah, yeah that's the yeah, first yeah. EP. That's the first yeah. EP. And uh, gosh, it's Looks been, like a peachy. Yeah. That it looks, does. It, it looks is like a peachy. peachy folder, yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, gosh, we, we actually had... One of our, it was our third gig ever. We played the Gorge. Yeah, that's right. With with Nickelback. We didn't play with Nickelback. Now let's let's get something real straight. Sat in with because, Nickelback. Uh, we got a review from I believe it was London. Well, and in our press kit, yeah, and he he liked the album. 
he could not get over the fact that we played with Papa Roach and Nickelback. And the one thing about that is, one, anybody from here who knows about the Gorge. Right. It's regardless if you're playing a side stage or the main stage. That's a pretty awesome thing to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we were really excited. And it's like, who are we going to go play in front of the Eagles? Probably not. You know, I mean, I would, but it wouldn't fit that well. So um, you could have picked anybody. You want the Eagles. With the hey, Eagles, yeah. You know. And we're going to play hell, in front of the Eagles. Hell just throws over. So right? just the Eagles. Oh, you know, I'm just saying. Um, you know, so it was an awesome opportunity for us. Uh, and we took it. And, you know, it was sold out. So, you know, there's 25,000 you, you said your there. third gig? Yeah, yeah. Third How do you get your third gig at the Gorge? I mean, like, your first two gigs were just so well, amazing that's where that someone's porn, like, that's where you where need to be. Comes in. And well, that's here, where the porn part comes yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> we're get to Let's that. hear we it. Let's hear it. The crazy part with that, uh, we got that show before we even had a full band assembled, before we even wrote a song. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. That's how You Said It Man came around. I mean, that as was soon like as we deadline. fully So the porn was the someone blew someone or how? I'm still confused. <laughs> I don't think I was in the band yet. So yeah. that was- <laughs> <laughs> nice recovery. Uh, that's why we drink a lot. <laughs> to forget. <laughs> to forget. <laughs> the early rough times. Yeah. It's called but shame. It's, yeah. It smells like shame. Well, we, we, in here. we got something going on because I, I, thought, I thought Donnie said earlier that you drank to remember. So he drinks to no, remember. That, I you, said that. Oh, you said Wait. that. Okay. That sounds Let's like a country song. On. I, drink, <laughs> I drink to remember. She but, drinks to forget. No, no, yeah. that, does, that doesn't make any sense. Listening to what we said before. Yeah. And then bringing that up later. Because yeah. drummers don't remember yeah. anything. You know, I can barely count to four. So. Oh my they told us that. Yeah. Well, yeah, we won't bring that up again. Um, how long have you guys been a band? About a year and a half. About a year and a half. A year and a half. A little yeah. over a year and a half. I mean, we're coming up on two years in, in June. Uh, June. June. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Almost two years. Now, is is the whole Gorge thing? Is that the is that the most exciting thing you guys have done as a band? Um, I wouldn't say. I mean, personally, I mean, it was. Yeah, it's pretty it, damn exciting. It was yeah. definitely. You know, yeah, it's a pretty sure. big accomplishment for all of us. You know what I mean? Being able to play a stage like that. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, the only reason I thought about it is because for me, being a musician as well, it'd be the same thing. And every time, any chance you can get be in that front of that many people to gain yeah. a new audience, but sometimes, you know, there might be a maybe a particular gig that rang out for you guys that you just went away going. I mean, our CD release show was pretty damn fun absolutely i mean yeah. i i almost would rather definitely our most memorable game yeah it was <laughs> yeah. oh yeah was there oh. drinking involved oh, oh, oh yes. nudity oh, yeah. oh mr sam damage earned his name that night lots absolutely. yeah lots of drinking we won't go there though yeah so that's yeah. probably why we don't have too many memories of the gigs because you know <laughs> we get to the that's gig why there's setup. pictures and video and yeah, stuff exactly. that's what that they helps. made all that for yeah, you know oh, so we were doing that so, yeah. that's good so is there another story oh sorry go ahead boxy yeah, way to go on that one. Yeah, I yeah. screwed that one up. <laughs> you guys are halfway through the second album. Then. The second album, roll, yeah. rolling on Shabbos. You got you got a, kind of a date frame in mind as to when that's going to be? Honestly, we, we're we not going to push it. Yeah, we did. We were going to come out uh, probably late spring with it. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we're, we're you still working within the... can't perfection, can you? Well, I wouldn't, you know. <laughs> yeah, or imperfection. Yeah, imperfection. <laughs> you know, you can, rock and roll is unpredictable. So, you know, it's... Uh, the the Sam thing is is kind of put a kink in some things as far as planning and mm-hmm. doing that stuff, but uh, still going to be playing regularly. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Oh, We're yeah. still yeah. still booking the tour as yeah. we speak. So touring in May. Uh, yeah. When and Sam will be coming back. Don't know. Uh, we don't know yet. 
Yep. So it's all he, up in the air. Uh, he came <laughs> wow. back. He left for a couple of months. Um, gosh, right after Christmas, I think it was. Gen- well, yeah, New Year's was supposed to be his first gig. Right. Then he came back and he played one show and then went back on the yeah, road. Yeah, then again. he had to go back out on the road. So, yep. um, you know, just as far as the rest of Astrovan moves forward regardless. For sure. So, you know, we're still trying to do our thing and. You know, he understands that and, you know. Well, it's a great attitude. I mean, you guys have the right, I mean, because it is the music business and the business aspect is. Yeah, you can't let off. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't, can't let keep off. Going, you can't keep so. going. But you guys obviously care about this cat, so that's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, no, we're real happy for him. He's, uh, we just want all of his contacts now. Though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> we're, we're still friends. Well, yeah, we're not mad at you for leaving. Because I'm married to his sister, so, uh, you know, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I can work that family <laughs> the zinger, yeah, there That's right. There it is right there. Well, hey, guys, it's great having you in the studio. We're going to go to another song. We're going to come back and talk to Astrovan more. You are listening to NWCZ Radio. And we are back on NWCZ Radio. We've got Donnie, Tony, Deezer, and Zeke from Astrovan. Great song, guys. Too Proud. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. What can you tell us about Too Proud? I Deezer. think Too Proud was, was the, the first, first song yeah. we first song, yeah. ever wrote. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I used yeah. to uh, I used to work for an amp shop uh, when I first started jamming with these guys. And part of my job was to sit in a room and test amps. And that became how I wrote couple riffs that became the basis for what we would flesh out and turn into a lot of these songs but uh, cool. yeah. yeah too too proud was officially an amp testing riff for a long time <laughs> excellent before i brought it to these guys sounds like you probably bought that amp uh actually uh as much as i like those amps i, I don't own one <laughs> i worked for the company for two years and never made it away with one of their amps Hmm. That they know of. That they know of. That they know of, right? (laughs) Right. You're a little too honest there. (laughs) Well, I mean, is anybody going to really argue with him? (laughs) No. It's kind of a big... he is six foot eight. It's like Big John Stud over here. Oh, yeah. Big Mike's sitting back there going... (laughs) (laughs) He's not Big Mike anymore. I know. He's average Mike. (laughs) uh, The last band that was just in there, it's a couple huge dudes in there, too, man. I mean, you know, I'm almost 6'3", and I'm in here going, great, I'm like uh, the point guard now on the band right. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, it's kind of weird. I forget sometimes, you know, be standing on stage or whatever, and kind of <laughs> look, look over, and it's like, well, you can't run into him because that you're going to lose that battle. Your bodyguards on stage with you. exactly. Yeah, pretty so, nice. We have a we have a crew of pretty big guys that are. Yeah, you know, we don't get messed with that much. We'll put it that way. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure. Well, like, you shouldn't, anyways, man. Well, no, you guys but, look like pretty tough hombres, though. Well, you know. <laughs> in a way, you know. <laughs> so before we went to uh, the break and listened to your guys' song, um, you, you talked about a tour that's yeah. coming up. Yep. Uh, yeah. In middle, May. Of, middle of May. Middle May, May, yeah. May 13th is going to be the uh, start of the tour, but we're doing a tour kickoff tour show. Kickoff. May 5th. Cinco de Mayo. Get Cinco your drink de Mayo. on. Chop suey. That's yeah. right. Chop suey. We're playing with uh, Sweet Kiss Mama. Superfecta. And Superfecta. And the White City Graves. And White City Graves. Where are you guys heading to on tour? Kind of a... Like a huge, like Northwest a regional, loop. Yeah, yeah, regional Northwest. We'll tell you uh, when we get there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wherever I'll take like, us. Yeah, like you know, Spokane, Boise, Reno, Sacramento. Yeah, any, any great stage stories that just off the top of your head, with either terrible technical difficulties that oh, you overcame, or or just some one. yeah. What? Oh, which God. one? Uh, Everett. Um, they were both. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The sound because guy. they're actually yeah. really awesome. You yeah. know what? We, we, got a, no, we, we, got a, we got a sound guy fired once. It was a yeah. pretty cool story. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Everett, Jimmy Z's? Yeah. No, not Jimmy no, Z's. No. Oh. I tell you what. You know what? I will mention him. Tony V's. Awesome Everett. Guy. Awesome place. Awesome place. Tony V takes care of people. It was always the guy never us. takes a night off. Nope. Ever. Nope. Except. He took a night off yep. that night. Yeah. Except that night. And uh, <laughs> had this clown shoe running the sound and. Could not, for the life of us, get no feedback. I, it was just feedback, feedback, feedback. Mm. I mean, we got through maybe a song and a half. Not even that, man. Yeah, we not even that. He was working the suck button on that board all the uh, night. That was cranked up to like so, 10. Yeah. Maybe 11. 11. Yeah. Yeah. It goes to 11. Yeah. All you could hear coming through the monitors was just... <laughs> yeah. yeah, just right in the face. It was bad. So after he gave me the middle finger for telling him to stop you know, fucking with the board, yeah, yeah it all kind of went... Hey, I there. tell you what, it wasn't our finest. It went, yeah, Dodge, it wasn't it went Dodge City moment. at that point. Yeah, it was. You know, he almost caught a SM58 in the back of the head. But, <laughs> They're good for know. that. Uh, they are. That, yeah. That's a solid mic. Have you found uh, more people in your audiences uh, recognizing your music better? Uh, yeah. Because we, we've noticed that some of the shows that are getting airplay that people that have never seen the band before already know the music, and I think that's well. Really I cool. you know with the and it's just really. It's trial and error, especially with the whole digital, you know, market and all that. It's it's difficult to get it out there. I mean, it's easy as far as you know, getting it to your listeners, but getting people to actually listen to, to be it, a listener. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough, you know, because you know, there's so much out there nowadays. It's kind of hard to weed through what's good and what isn't good. Not saying well. Yeah, well, we, all, we all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah. Well, speaking of listening, um, what are your what are your influences? Zeppelin, uh, yeah, a lot yeah, of Zeppelin. Yeah, that's a big one, yeah. Um, a lot Sabbath, of GNR for me. Sabbath, Sabbath. yeah. It's kind of the older, you know. There's well, you, 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 you can't you can't leave out the jazz greats, though. You know, I mean, no. that, that's that's true to my heart. All the all the jazz drummers, nice kudos. You know, absolutely. Right on. Now, do you guys have? Um, well, you you actually started a good train of thought. Um, maybe we'll go to Tony next to talk about. You, you, your influences as a band, but individually, as you know, Tony, you as a bass player. I mean, what, what, do you have other influences? Uh, he, got, he got to meet his. Uh, yeah, I got to meet the guy that actually inspired me to buy a bass at Nam. So, um, band called Mudvayne. 
Oh yeah, uh, Ryan Martini, yeah. the bass player. Wow. First Remember time I've his, seen Tony go ape shit. It was awesome. yeah, it was pretty <laughs> rad. Um, <laughs> I was at uh, it was Ozfest like '99. Never played instrument. Never played anything. You know, and uh, saw that band play. And the next day, I went and bought a uh, like hundred dollar Honer bass and a blown amp <laughs> nice. for fifty bucks. So nice. that's my main influence. But then also like John Paul Jones, you know, Geezer Butler, some of the old school guys. Yeah, that's me. Um, myself, you know, it just kind of that the typical power front man you know i mean axel before he went nuts um before before yeah well yeah. before he you know like got cornrows yeah you know before he brought in the pianos and you know orchestra and all that stuff but uh you know zeppelin and van halen you know, David Lee Roth back yes. in the day. He was yeah. the My man. blood's starting to boil right now. I gotta run. I gotta go run around the block now. <laughs> yeah. I mean Don't get Gimmer started. Just great front man. You know. <laughs> sure. I mean people you remember. That kind of stuff. But just straight up rock and roll. I mean, true to the heart, very much so, myself anyway. Before before we go on to Zeke, I got a question for you. I'd be, I just Hearing how passionate you are about that, the whole rock thing and everything, um, I, I get that. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a keyboard player, but I know the stuff I listen to most of the time is is rock stuff. Right. I know we were giving me a hard time. <laughs> keyboard I, I player. Was, I, honestly, I was trying not to laugh. Uh, yeah, I know. It's like I think it was the guitar player for uh, for Loverboy said keyboard players are like condoms. You use them when you need them, right? Yeah, but still, he was the guitar player for Loverboy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody's working for the weekend. What are we doing yeah. here? No, back to back to uh, let's get off the keyboard Ray with players. more random, Dang it. you know. Hey, no, I want to get your take on Steven Tyler being one of the judges on American Idol. How does that sit with you? <laughs> Where did that question I mean, come from? Well, he's he, because when he's talking about when Great he's talking man. about I know frontman. Okay. I've seen I've seen Aerosmith okay. probably six times, and Steven Tyler commands. He's a bad dude. He is one. He's a bad dude. And you know what though? He's working for a paycheck. He's no, he's no Randy Jackson, though. No. Yeah. Come on, dog. dog. Come on, dog. Um, Goulet. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, I think they've kind of... He's kind of moved on from... You know, he's Steven Tyler. He can do whatever he wants. Right. Dude, well, should I think he should do it? Yeah, no. It's probably good he's sitting down and judging because, you know, he's fallen off the stage a couple times last year. So. Yeah. 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 Maybe that is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Zeke. You How do we get on that, dude? Uh, God in heaven. He liked... You know what? I don't have to justify myself to you. Fine, whatever. Do you see this chair I'm sitting on? No, it's a couch. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Come on, man. you guys. Mud wrestle. Help me out, Zeke. Help Zeke, me out. what do you got uh, going on? Yeah. No, um... Uh, I guess my kind of background... I, I, I'm in all kinds of stuff, so, I mean, it's really hard to pinpoint anything. I mean, um... You know, I love everything from classical music all the way through death metal and anything in between. But, uh, you know, I guess a couple of guitar players that really stuck out for me, David Gilmore. Um, oh, yeah. He's just the god of tone. Nobody sounds as good as David Gilmore. And I don't know what it is that he does, but he's got magical It's that little powers. deal with the devil he made. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's insane. Like, How do you that do that, man? Special you fairy That noodle just holds one note, and you're like, that's the most brilliant guitar solo I've ever heard, and it was one note. But, uh, you know, so, so he's really huge. You know, I, I love his playing. Um, you know, of course, Jimmy Page, you know, just because, you know, the untamed wild man aspect of his playing is so rad. But, uh, you know, gosh, I mean, everything. You know, Iron Maiden, Black Sabbath, uh, you know, Floyd, Cream, you know, 
I, I don't know. I don't have enough time. Those are know, great we could, bands. We could go on for like three days about this, you know. But. Well, you got your lead guitar player right there. I think. Hey, you know what? We're really lucky that we have uh, two of the best guitar players in Seattle in our band. Yeah. One one can't make it. The other, you know, just picks up the slack and. Yep. I, it does suck though, because now that Sam's gone, I can't drink as much. <laughs> yeah. Now I have to pay attention. Like pay attention. To what's going yeah, on. yeah, that's great. I and mean, there's more to drink because Sam's gone, so it's well, kind of a those drink tickets, baby. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, well, and they yeah, gave, us, they gave sure. us enough for, for sure. five last night, Ooh, and my. there was only four of us. But yeah. I, I did the nice thing and I gave them back the two tickets. I know. What? Don't yell at me. Yeah. What bullshit? Well, how could you split up two between you know? Get paid forward. He goes around, around, comes around. <laughs> is, is anybody else here notice this? Is it just me? I know Voxy's about ready to give me that another obscure moment, but but um, Deezer sounds like Christian Slater. Your voice. <laughs> yeah, Have you ever does. got that before, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, he does. <clears throat> what? What was that it movie? could be worse. Uh, I've been doing, uh, what is it, Mazda yeah. commercials? There you go. Is he doing Mazda commercials now? So there that's you go, good. man. Yeah. Uh, what's that movie? Pump Up the Volume? Remember that movie? I was going to say, you're going to have to do a bunch <laughs> of volume Are you the Eat Me, Beat Me Lady? You know yeah. how much shit I'm going to catch now. Because you brought that you're up. You're dialed <laughs> in, man. Uh, you're dialed in. But you know, Sorry, but, Christian. But Christian yeah. Slater gets Over. the comparison to Jack Nicholson, so you could kind of spin exactly. it off <gasps> that way. All work and no play. Yes. Jack the dull boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's been great having you guys <laughs> in the studio today, man. Yeah, Thank good. you so Thanks much for having us. Yeah, don't go. Don't leave me alone with these two. No. I know that kind of. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe he could play something on his Casio for you. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Hey, I know Runaway, and every key there is. You know Bon Jovi, Runaway. Oh yeah, we know. Oh, you, know. <laughs> you know what? I can take it. I can take it because Good. you got you. You guys know these guys. Have you seen them yet? Um, no, I had a gig to play, and all my friends went to go see them instead of me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, Deezer, the very last song they did last night, he came flying out on the, in the you know, on the, from the stage, right in our faces, you know, and you know, you know, actually to my girlfriend, by the way, thanks, I appreciate that. No, it wasn't. You have my a girlfriend? girlfriend? No, I don't have a girlfriend. Yeah, wait a minute. Come on, I play not keyboards. Anymore. What's his name? <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Look, that's my thing. If you're not gonna come to me, I'm gonna come to you. Exactly. That's no, no, I wanted to see you guys though. I wanted to be there, but well, we've yeah. got lots of lots shows coming up. Yep. Yeah. Okay, before we get out of here, tell us, uh, remind people again where you can. Um, <laughs> You could check all of our shows Your website's right. at astrovanrocks.com. That has links to every site we're on. I yep. thought that was so the name of your Facebook. site. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Facebook is the best way to stay up to date on things, obviously. Yep. I mean, in uh, the world. But our, so we have a show coming up this Friday at uh, Club Motor for uh, Pinup Quarterly Magazine. Oh. So oh, yeah. there's going to be lots of oh, yeah. uh, little Bettys running around there half naked. Nice. And uh, <clears throat> Betty Nugs. We're going to play some rock and roll. And the Graceland Five is going to be there. And. Gosh, somebody else. I'm sorry to whoever that is. And what? It happens. And where else can people find your CD? Obviously, probably on your website. Uh, you can get it at cdbaby.com. You can get. Uh, you can go to iTunes and download. You said it, man. Isn't it still on Amazon.com? Too? It's on yeah. Amazon. It's on. It's every digital site. You I have can, found. Yeah, I was gonna say I have found sites that I didn't even know our music was yeah. on. And I'm like, wow, they're and they're yep. playing the whole and. How did they get that? We're on everything. <laughs> so somewhere in Korea, they're the Asterix van. That's you know right. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, come out to a show, grab some merch. I mean, that's how we keep the the machine going. And next show is Club this Motor. Friday. Club Motor. Yeah. Club Motor. Yeah, and then uh, the get big the show, May fifth. Sweet Kiss Mama, Superfecta, White City Graves, 
tour kickoff show, Chop Suey. Awesome. Come out, Sweet. bring all your money. We need it. Yep. <laughs> they need it for lots of beer. And gas. And gas. And gas. And gas. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. Donnie, Tony, Deezer, and Zeke. True rock legends from the Pacific Northwest. Astrovan is their name. Kicking ass is their game. Hey, I wrote that. Did you like that, Gimmer? That was sketchy. <laughs> Thanks catchy. for coming, guys. Thanks for Thank coming. You. Thanks for having us. You're listening to nwczradio.com. Dot com. Do you feel lonely on Wednesday nights? Do your pets act as though you don't matter anymore? Well, your life is about to change. Wednesday nights on NWCZ Radio, enter the rock pit with the Gimmer. We dig up lost Northwest gems, diamonds in the rough, and forgotten treasures. 8 to 9.30 p.m. Pacific Stoner Time, every Wednesday starting March 30th. Okay, well, as you heard uh, from my good buddy Chance Pittenger, uh, we got a little new show coming up Wednesday night. Uh, hope you all dial in. Uh, Is that starting this Wednesday? This Wednesday night, live right here in the studio. What station? Oh, you're doing it live. NWCZRadio.com. No, yeah, we don't we don't pre-record anything, baby. <laughs> that ought to Except, be Except, who knows, maybe future shows. But yeah, we're going to have uh, Wonderboy back here spinning the dials and spinning. You got all your music picked out already? Got it all. Sweet. We're all dialed in. But what we want to know about is this uh this cat who used to be down in tacoma and he moved up to seattle and uh you went and had a little chat with him tell us a little bit you know i did give us a little uh daniel of moto pony and i got to sit down have a little chat i went out to seattle and got to hang out with him in his apartment a little bit and got to catch up on what's been going on they got some big stuff going on. you've known him for a while haven't you Kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of? Kind of, sort of. So that of. means no, Raymond. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm just... No. When, I mean, what how do you, you kind of, sort of know somebody? When you ask a girl out and she says, kind of, sort of? I don't... I no. Don't. Keep walking. <laughs> you know, you're I don't know what you keys. mean by a while, because I haven't even really been in Tacoma all that long myself. A couple years? I've been here... A year and a half? Eight months? <laughs> two months? I, I think I've probably known Daniel Blue for a year to a year and a half. Oh, that's a long time in mus- and, musicians' world. Yeah. That's a long time. And so far as the... I mean... We we have a lot of the same friends, so it's more in passing than than anything else. Right, right. Yeah. Wait a minute. What? You have friends. A few. She's got lots of friends. She does. They're interesting friends. We're her, we're her friends. <laughs> we At least she tells us we are anyway. <laughs> she she tells us a lot of things that are <laughs> make you wonder. Yeah. Well, you had this uh, interview. Um, why don't we uh, Why don't we see how it went down? Let's do that. All right, Wonder Boy, spin that up for us, will you? Okay, everyone. This is Voxy, and I am up in Seattle with Mr. Daniel Blue from Moto Pony. We're gonna catch up with him from the last time he was at the Northwest Convergence Zone. Daniel, say hi. Hello. <laughs> First, I'd like to thank you uh, for taking time out um, to share yourself with uh, me and the listeners. Um, lots happened since the last time you were at the Convergence Zone. That's true. That's very true. What was that? That was, uh, I can't even remember now. I, I went and uh, listened to the interview again. That was like uh, early last year that you did that, correct? And in spring, you moved to Seattle. Yes. Um, and uh, I've been reading, you know, all the articles and stuff, so I try not to duplicate too many questions here. But uh, Moto Pony has recently signed with Tiny Ogre. Was that Tiny Ogre Records or Entertainment? It's Tiny Younger Entertainment, and they're not necessarily a uh, record label, though the members or the owners are all like ex-major label players, so they're businessmen at this point and who understand the music industry, and they're, you know, coming together with us as, as businessmen and, and saying like, okay, well, let's make this fly, so we're 
kind of hiring out for a lot of things that a record label would usually do in house, but it's it's virtually like being signed to a label. So, and how long have you partnered up with them for? We started talking in July, and finalized the deal in late November. Okay, so not too long now, but exciting things already happening. They uh, sent you out to New York. Um, and the show you did out there was, was it kind of for A&R kind of thing or just to, I mean, did they bring some important people in for that show? It was a showcase, but it was also sort of like, um, it was a way of getting industry players out to see the band and sort of like almost an interview for us so that then if they were interested, they would come and sort of say like, Hey, okay, we would like to do your PR or we, you know. We want to do your digital marketing, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, it having already sort of, like, had management and the the label piece, you know. Um, you weren't really looking yeah, for Yeah, it's not that. like we were, like, showing off to the industry at large, like, hoping to get signed. You know, it was like that was taken care of. It was more, more just like our presentation to uh, the players. Hey, here we, we are. Wanna, yeah, the people that we wanted to work with. Sure. So, awesome. And then we... The rest of that trip was just all interviews. Those people were coming into the office and saying, like, yeah, we'd, we'd love to partner with you. Here's what we can do. Here's our ideas. And we kind of got that pick and choose from the lot. Great. You're feeling pretty good about it? Um, you know, that I saw videos from that show, and it was, like, really obvious that we needed a lot of work to me. <laughs> so I was just like... Well, an artist... It was cool that we got to that level and we did all right. You know, it was an extremely high-pressure show. It was really the strangest show I think we'll ever have to play. And, like, the people have said that's... You know, we've seen that kill bands before, so... Right. Um, yeah, it's just a room full of suits. Is when it feels like that, it's very dry. Yeah. So it's, it, was, it, was, it was strange. But, you know, I think... You had some hometown friends, though, there, right? That's, that's true. Did that help a little? That... Yes. Having it Mo made it, and Linda uh, and everybody out there. It made it, 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 made it bearable. That's sure, cool. For certain. That's for awesome. Certain. And then they uh, took you to the studio out in New York. And tell us about uh, who's helping with that whole process. Who Whose studio you were at. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Sterling Sound. is It's not necessarily a studio. It's like a mastering suite. And so they take your record, which is the record that we self-released, and we went and remixed it, and we totally redid some of the songs, and we added a song. And so we took to have it professionally mastered by a man named Greg Calby, and he's just sort of like an industry legend, if nothing else. Um, he listens to the record and sort of like evens things out, and mastering is a strange and sort of magical act where somehow like the album comes out on the other side sounding cohesive and like all the volumes are correct and it's like right. taking the gym and really just polishing all the facets and making sure yeah. everything all the corners are nice and it makes it extremely presentable yeah and I, and I can notice the difference like uh, me being in a do-it-yourself band and knowing all the others you can definitely tell the difference between a well-mixed and mastered CD versus us just trying to get it out there sure. to the public so sure. um so there's going to be a re-release 
for the Moto Pony self-titled album. album. Um, things are going to be a little different. Some tracks are going to be different. There's a new track added. Are there? Is there other new music in the works as well? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're constantly writing songs. We probably have another couple of albums worth of songs if we wanted to release everything right away. Um, the, lab- the labels are helping us to be, like, incredibly strategic about that. They're, they're um, you know, looking for, like, what this album does and sort of, like how things build from here and you know what I mean what would be the smartest step to take next sure. and so it's nice to have someone on board that's like thinking about those things because it's my nature to just sort of like it's hard. flush creativity and sure. put it out there as fast as possible and you know just get it out into the world but so, um, so they're giving you a little bit of structure yeah in a sense and and but a lot of freedom too you know a, a big part of the deal is like us sort of like beefing up our ability to record ourselves mm-hmm. live so I think uh, we might end up with a CD that is written in a way that's a little different from the first album that was created. Which, cool. So that's exciting. Yeah. And so with this deal comes, um, you're going to have some tour tour support? Is there uh, any dates or time frame when you think you're going to hit the road? We know for sure that we have some dates in LA. Um, our street date for the album, and street date means when it's released to the world at large, is May 25th, I believe. And they're giving you some national distribution with that, correct? Yes. International distribution. Great. Um, and the, uh, so we have a, sh- like, I think we have an in-studio at KCRW in Los Angeles. Um, the day of the release, and then the next night we have a show at the Troubadour. So we're building sort of a tour in and out of Los Angeles. Okay, great. Um, with everything getting busy and crazy for you, do you find it hard to create uh, the alone space or solitude that you might need from time to time? Are you a very kind of need that sort of thing person? Definitely. Um, however, this is the first time in my life, this apartment that we're living in, the first time I've ever lived alone. So <laughs> I'm getting more alone time than I think I've ever had. You know, so that's good. Because I've lived with roommates or crashed on couches to get by, you know? So, right. So it's yeah. been kind of a transition for you. And you've been in this apartment since you moved here last spring? No, huh? I li- <laughs> when I moved out of the warehouse, I there was two-year period where I moved seven times. Um, when I got to uh-huh. Seattle, I live, I've lived in four different places in Seattle since I got here in April. Okay, but you're a little more stable now. Yeah, signed a lease. I have cool. a, you know, it's a little more steady of an income. Like, it made, made sense to get my own place, so. Right. Feels good. Um, I know this comes up, it seems to, in most of your interviews and stuff. You've got that kind of, that love-hate thing in Tacoma. Um, I wasn't really out on the scene much when, when... Like, when I go back and Google you and I see where things really kind of started to build for you in the Tacoma scene, what was that, like, 2007, 2008, things really started to... I could be wrong. (laughs) I wasn't really out there, so I didn't know. I do remember that a mutual friend of ours at one point had asked me if I knew who you were, and I was like, oh, I never heard. And they're like, oh, my God, you don't know who Daniel Blue is? And then, like, within that week was when I bumped into you at at Mad Hat when I did finally meet you, so it was kind of synchronistic there. Um, I went and saw... A video of you online um, reciting a poem, Love Tacoma. Mm. And I thought that was really cool. Mm. Um, 
you're gone, and I know a lot of people gone from Tacoma, and I know a lot of people flick you shit about that. To me, it seems like the obvious thing when your band's out here and you're having to make that drive and rehearse and all that sort of thing. Tacoma still hold a, a soft place in your heart? Definitely. I'm, I, and I'll say this over and over, and I think that Tacoma needs to recognize what it is at, sort of at, at large. And for me, it was an incubator. And the thing about incubation is that there's a time when that process is over. The and period. Yeah, and you come out of the egg. And it's like, if you just keep staying in that egg, you'll just cook yourself dead. So, sure. Um, and, and I'm so, so grateful for my time in, in the nest, you know? And it's comforting right. and warm, and, and there's lots of room for mistakes and experimentation, and, you know, you're getting force-fed your meals and like it's it's perfect you know right. uh, the rent was cheap and the <laughs> you know yeah. the streets were empty at night and we we had a run of the place so i it, think I, I miss it like a childhood in a lot of ways it right. was an easy time i think the bitterness or at least some of the bitterness that i've seen comes more from jealousy than anything else the people that i know and love in tacoma like the people that that i have the most respect for in tacoma um, are all people that adore you, and I think most of them you're pretty close to as well. Um, anybody that I've ever heard have anything kind of ick to say um, are just, I think, kind of more naturally bitter sort of people anyway. You, you know? know, none of it comes to my face, and so I just right. hear about it, and that's funny, you know? <laughs> so, like, I try to not to pay attention to rumors, and including the ones I hear about myself, so I it's... think you should go start a Facebook as someone else and start talking shit about yourself, and really get the... Just really, really stoke get it going. the fire, huh? Yeah. <laughs> really. Like, tell the truth. I probably really stoke the fire by telling the truth about myself. That would really set people off. That's, that's good. That's, it kind of comes around to one of the things I was going to mention um, again, knowing some of the same amazing people in Tacoma that you know, um, I believe like energy attracts like energy, and I think that that's a testament to your character. Um, and listening to your lyrics and listening to your poetry, um, you strike me as a rather deep soul, um, wise, probably beyond your years, and and. I don't want to say um, spiritual in the sense of holy, but but to me, to have that kind of wisdom, there's there's getting in touch with your own self, your own soul, and knowing your own truth. Um, I read something about how you had a dream when you were 19 that kind of mm. led you on this, this path. How difficult was it for you to keep that focus? Having that dream and kind of somewhat that knowing, which I can relate to on a certain level with certain things in my life, having a sense of a certain knowing, but then when other things are attacking me or seem to be in other areas, when things just aren't going the way it seems like they should, because, hey, I had this vision, mm. you know, how did you maintain keeping that focus and, and not letting those, those struggles and difficult times when maybe it seemed like it wasn't going the way you thought it would be? How, how did you... I think there's not a, a rule book for for art or or being a creative person or, or developing that in yourself and there's not a lot of mentors out there who are like down to tell you how to do that and it's not like I went to school you know so uh, it was it was uh, there's plenty of times you know when I just look at my debt or look at you know my um, 
how much I needed people just to like keep going, you know, and just be like, am, am I just out here, you know, using up kindness, you know, um, right. am I, am I, you know, just this sort of huge cosmic mooch that's like, you <laughs> know, just like sort of milking my way along, like, so that I don't have to actually go out and get a real job and, and face real life, sure. you know, but I, I did have this really solid and grounded dream slash vision when I was young and, and, uh, and, and really chose to believe that. And I've done my best to, uh, to give back and express gratitude and, you know, um, and, and a lot of that will have to wait until that dream is fully realized. And I have, I actually have something substantial to give back. You know, that's, that's part of the investment that I think people have made into my art and my character and um it's hard to trust I, I think that's probably been the most difficult part of it you know creating is fun mm -hmm. and easy um but uh believing in yourself is that's that's hard incredibly difficult. yeah it's very very hard would that be your advice to other aspiring creative types just believe in yourself no i uh, i i mean i had to believe in something that's bigger than myself you know i i believe in what made me mm -hmm. and uh and which gives a better belief in me than I could, you know what I mean, just generate on my own. Uh, but, For sure. Um, yeah, and I, I think it took, like, really quieting myself on, on several occasions and just, and just saying, like, okay, what's, what's the right way? And submitting, you know, and doing stuff that seemed odd. Mm -hmm. like uh, fashion design you know how how does that lead to a playing a guitar contract? with three strings yeah or yeah or just, doing, <laughs> just going for it right you know, it's time no to i think that's it. amazing i really do i i think there's so many people um and people who are trying to be creative in certain areas that like you said there's no rule book and when you start focusing on well nobody's doing it this way i shouldn't do it this way or people are gonna look at me weird if i do it that way or whatnot when you let go of all of that and you just do it for the joy of creating, I think you wind up with something that your heart and soul is attached to. And I think it affects people hmm. on a deeper level. Hmm. My personal opinion. <laughs> so, um, so with the band Motopony, I'm curious. Um, I know that uh, many of the songs on the album um, are songs that you had kind of fleshed out before the band all came together. Yeah. Um, is the writing taking on uh, different levels now that you guys are kind of doing it together? Or are you still kind of come up with the main ideas and then bring them to the table? Or You know, it's really neat to see uh, a band gel and, and watch the writers emerge, you know, and you and you you start to get it how there could be a, a McCartney and a, and a Lennon and a, and a Harrison and, you know, and a right. Rogo and, and, and everybody's contributing. And, and, and that's... You know, I think we're we're starting to hear each other a lot better, and um, and our jams are like you know, like we're letting each other take leads, and it's cool. It's 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 a really magical thing when you're all applying your spirits to a to a happening that's so temporary, like music, you know, mm -hmm. in, in hopes that maybe you'll record it or remember it at right, some point, you know. Right. And, and we've written. Uh, a song called Get Down that really was just born out of, like, you know, everybody getting goosed up at, in the practice space and then, like, just going for it one night. And, and I think it's... I really think it's a, one of our best 
live songs at this point. And it should be a, our best live song because we're all playing it. We're not trying to reproduce something that we put down, you know, in a mm -hmm. computer, you know. Is there someone in the dynamic that seems to kind of step up more as the leader when it comes to musical direction? Like if there's a particular... Um, you know, one person kind of thinks maybe it should be this way, or one person, is is there someone that kind of steps up and kind of, or do you guys just pretty much always on the same wavelength? I mean, I'd say Buddy and Ross and I are are both really strong personalities, and that's been a challenge in just, like, laying down when it's time to lay down and stand up when it's time to stand up, mm -hmm. you know, and figuring out what what you can sh share and what you just like aren't willing to budge on and you know and speaking up and not just right letting the other one sort of take charge and and I think that balance has has really helped but but there's never a we don't run into straight up conflict you know when we disagree we we're we're way more apt to hear the other person out and think about it through their Sure, sure. But I think we trust each other. I just meant, trust like, I wondered ears. if there was someone that kind of handled more of the musical direction than anyone else. I or... mean, Buddy Ross is by far the most talented and genius composer I've ever met. Well, I think um, the album, as it stands, is amazing. I love listening to it. Um, it's in my, my random play on every computer in my <laughs> house and my, my iPod. Um, what? How much can we expect to change with the re-release of this album? Are all the songs going to be slightly different, or just a few that you kind of overhauled a bit? Or well, I am my body just got like a straight up like facelift. Like it's still the same beast, but it, it, I think it it will really shine. I think as a different sort of song, and um, you know, see your King of Diamonds and and June. We retract vocals, um, and we, uh, you know, really got into the mix of those songs and, like, tried to, like, bring out what we wanted to hear a little better, you know, and, and, and most of that was really me challenging Buddy to make it better in him than actually going and doing the work and me sort of, like, sitting back and waiting for it to happen. <laughs> so, like, uh, like, you know, I did, I did retake the vocals, and, but that, that guy works so hard, um, uh, so, but it's not it's not a different album by any means. It's it's a version two point You know, it's like a it's an upgrade. Right. And and we added the track "Wait for Me," which we released as a as a single. I don't know, last year or sometime. Right. So um, I'm gonna kind of wrap this up so that the guys don't you know take up the whole show with <laughs> our interview. Um, you feel happy? You feel Definitely. content with what's going on right now in your oh, life? Oh, it's, it's a dream. It's totally a dream. And it's really exciting. So from from your vision and your goals with everything that's going on, what do you see as the next big step for Motopony? We, we, need, to, we need to get on the road and, and be, be a band that's playing every night, you know, and, and I think that that's going to help us grow. We kind of need to see America. I think that's really going to change our our worldview. I mm -hmm. think I think we need to be th that close for that long and hate each other and then realize we love each other. And you know, I think that I, that's just all stuff that it's really hard to cut your teeth on, even just imagining that until it happens. So I, I think really that's our next step is just to sort of like get road weary and come back home and. 
hash away at the next album. Yeah, and, yeah, and really appreciate, you know, like, oh, sweet, you know, now we get to do this. Right. And, and, you know, and we'll know, like, what we're bringing out, you know, okay. next time, what it looks like when you take it to a, the road, you know? And so, I, I don't know, I think that's what's next for us. Well, I'm really excited for you, and I know a lot of your fans in Tacoma are really excited for you. Um, I actually saw Kim Archer just before I came here, and she didn't even know... I, I told her about, you know, your deal with your label and stuff and what was going on for you, and she was just so stoked. She's like, tell him I said hi. <laughs> and, of course, Big D hi, and Kim. Double D. and Hi, hi Dave. So how are you guys doing? <laughs> and they all said to tell you hi. And, of course, Gene sends his love. And um, I'm happy to be here and, and uh, glad to be sitting here and getting this information with you. I want to go over your shows coming up. Tuesday, March 8th, and I'm not positive whether or not this is going to air before then, but we'll go ahead and throw it out there. Um, at Numos, doors open at 7, show starts at 8 p.m., uh, $10 at the door. Um, I only know that because I'm planning to go to that one. These other shows you'll have to give me some details on. Saturday, April 9th, is it the High Dive? Yeah. Uh, it's a CD release party for a local band called Modern Athletics in... Uh, they just are having us come and sort of support. So we were, we're playing, playing them second. on the station too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Awesome. And then a May 15th show to be announced. And soon after you're in LA, right? Yeah. And then we're heading, heading south for the uh, summer. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Mr. Daniel Blue. Is there anything else you would like to say about Thanks you or you. Moto Pony? Uh, no, I mean, I, I love you. I love Tacoma. I'm Thank you for asking me what I think. I think that's. Uh, <laughs> Thanks sweet. for being interested in your opinion. Sweet, yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. This is Voxy. Thanks for listening. Okay, well, that's our show here today, guys. I think it went uh, relatively smoothish. Stellar. Yeah. Um, Stellar, yeah. Sorry about starting off a little bit slow, but it was my birthday. And so <laughs> it was that. yeah I was so I tied one on I'm saying it again but I'm just letting people I've never know. heard anybody plug a past birthday as much as this guy <laughs> yeah. it's a, because it's a past birthday this show flew by today you guys thanks for having me on and you know uh, sitting in Big D's um, chair shorts shorts yeah <laughs> I'm wearing your shorts Big D <laughs> that's, the, that's the just the picture you want of that. one back though when frightening, he's done. frightening right now yeah I'm not saying anything else well, again, uh, everybody, if you can, uh, get on up to Seattle Saturday night uh, for the Kim Archer Voxy Vallejo show. Uh, it's going to be off the hook. And, off uh, the hook. Frankly, I can't think of any other crazy shows going on this week. Um, uh, the Comedy Club, that's going to be cool. That is going to be cool. I like to laugh. <laughs> so, that's, that's, that's awesome. Hey, Gimmer, do you have any jokes? Uh, do I have any jokes? Yeah. Uh, how much time do we have? I, I, how much time do we have, Squeeze? No, I don't. Coming back from Texas, I have to be honest. Every joke that I heard down there, <laughs> even though this isn't an FCC-regulated channel, I wouldn't say it over the air. So <laughs> your band you know, would we'll be blacklisted. There. Blacklisted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, we we can only play at honky tonks and uh, you know places with sawdust on the floor from 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 now on. You'd walk in, some guys going to put more us on your shoulder. Obscure trivia for us, Ray. Obscure trivia, Ray. <laughs> Obscure trivia. I think I got my fill. Okay. Okay, well, you know what? I'm the gimmer. I'm the kingfish, not Big D. <laughs> this is Voxy. This is Double D. And this is the Northwest Convergence Zone. Where all things come together.
of the Northwest Convergence Zone. Email us at nwconvergencezone at gmail.com.